Hi, and welcome to another episode of What the Future podcast, brought to you by Future Leaders Mentoring. In this episode, we discuss building and protecting your personal brand. This week, we welcome back Rob Lester and Susan Graves. Hi, both. Hello. Really looking forward to this chat this week, um, both. I mean, we I really enjoyed the last podcast that we did. Um, and looking forward to how we explore this this really important topic um, and how we can kind of lean on your your experience, your expertise, um, both kind of lived and, and, and taught, I suppose. So um, yeah, I've been I've been looking forward to this one for the last couple of weeks. So thanks for giving up your time, um, and we'll we'll get cracking with um, with some of the themes. So starting with um, with you then first, Suzanne, if you don't mind. Um, what does personal brand mean to you and um, why do you think it's important? Okay, um, so it's great to be here again. Um, so your personal brand is the unique combination of skills and experiences that make you, you. Um, but um, actually it will be what people see of you. Um, so it's what of those skills and experiences uh, are the most prominent. There may be themes that come up in a, in a lot of what you what you do, because it's probably actually what you stand for as well. Yeah. Um, so it's what's, it's what's rooted in people's minds about you. So hopefully that is what you're actually like, but it can, it can get askew um, sometimes. It can also be out of date. Um, so it can be really, really important because if you want to progress your career or um, just want your path to be a bit smoother, um, if people um, really believe something really positive about you, that's going that's going to really help. Whereas if they've got like an outdated um, perception of you, maybe I don't know that you're you're always in the detail or, or, or something like that, but they need somebody that isn't in the detail, um, then um, that personal brand might follow you around, and you might not realise why you're maybe not getting taken seriously um, in some of those maybe more higher level positions so that that personal brand it can be really important to you in terms of making sure that you are uh, going for things that are actually consistent with your values and your integrity but it's really important as well when you're looking to progress your career uh, to make sure that your your brand is is um, showing what you want it to show yeah and I do you know, I really like that that idea of being stuck somewhere I don't, I don't mean like the idea I think it's a good bit of insight I've certainly recognized where people have sort of put me in a box somewhere and thought that's that's Ian because I knew that's where he was five years ago and therefore that's what he is but equally I, I recognize that in myself sometimes where I've thought of others in that way and, and then had to kind of unblock that and, and sort of remember that the last time I would have experienced working with that person would have been a number of years ago I know I've learned and, and changed over that that time. So so why wouldn't they? So I think that's that's a really good bit of insight to kick things off. Um, yeah. right. Sorry, Ian, just, just a little bit to add really. Recently, I think what Susan says is is spot on, but I think also there's there's something out there that, that for people to think about is this one. And there's a quote that I, I seen, um, and I was thinking a little bit about my brand myself a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I seen a quote that said, Worry about your character, not your reputation. Your character is who you are. Your reputation is who people think you are. So, so you, you have to sort of remember, as you've just said, about being caught between 
sometimes you remember that someone thinks out of me. Why do they think that? I'm not like that. That's not what I think. That's not that's not how I think. But as you've just said, sometimes have this perception of who you are and what you've done and what your expertise is or what you're you're about or you've commented on something that maybe they think, oh, I don't quite see the value in that or whatever. And suddenly that can affect your um, reputation. And sometimes as well, that can then affect your brand, your value, et cetera, et cetera. So, so yeah, just just really, I thought that was a, it was a great sort of quote for me at the time. And I remember sort of sitting there having a few doubts over some stuff myself. And, and, and then it was like, well, actually, do you know what? Yeah, that, that is correct. That, that is true. Um, for me anyway, you know, um, it sort of helped me through a little, um, I guess, as you just described, guys, a little sticky period as well for myself. Hmm. Cool. And is there anything you would add to the to the question then, Rob, as far as, you know, what it means to you um, and why it's important? I think I've, I've, I've always um, thought about personal brand or brand as, as being very much a representation of, of your values, your morals, um, and your, I guess, your integrity. They're probably three of my biggest sort of um, values that I sort of like to live by um, every day. And, um, and yeah, I, I guess you know sometimes when perhaps your your brand may not be quite as good as, as you'd like it to be because it's rubbing up, something's rubbing up against your values as well. So you might feel a little bit uncomfortable with um, something that's been done or where you're, you are at that time. Um, and that can maybe have an effect on your brand then as well. So, yeah, just just sometimes relying on those instincts as well is really important. If something doesn't feel right, as a lot of people say, quite often it isn't right. Mm. Um, so, so trust those, those, those real sort of gut instincts would be my, my steer as well. Cool. And, and just just thinking then as on the spot, I'm thinking about brands and 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 I guess the, the notion of trying to improve your brand and trying to change the way that people think about you or, or, or to see the real you. But I suppose just like any brand that you see on the high street, some people will like you and some people won't. Some people yeah. choose to buy that brand and some people yeah. won't. And yeah. I suppose it's the acceptance of, of that that is quite handy, really, quite, quite, quite kind of, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Susan, you think the same thing? I, I mean, I, I certainly would be, um, as much sometimes as you think, oh, I want to be, I want to be, you know, accessible to everyone. Well, not everyone chooses to drive a certain vehicle. Not everyone chooses to drink a certain brand of coffee. Not everybody chooses to drink a certain soft drink or whatever it is. Um, we have choices, I think, is, is the key thing. And, and that's what life is, isn't it? There's a, there's a, a plethora of choices we can make every day, um, would be my, my view. And, and sometimes um, I remember many years ago, people used to say, to, oh, don't, don't take that personally, you know, don't take it personally, you know, and so on and, and stuff. And it takes some time to realise what that, what that means, I think, sometimes, that actually, yeah, no, people are going to make those decisions and choices. They're not always going to be in your favour, maybe. Um, and that could be because they don't like your brand. It doesn't match their style. Yeah. What do you yeah. think, Susan? No, absolutely. I suppose uh, I suppose what you don't really want is is detractors that are really against mm. you and your brand, if particularly if they are in uh, key decision-making yeah. um, places. Um, so that, that, but absolutely, you know, you're not, not, not everyone's going to be positive and for you, but uh, hopefully, particularly if you're, 
um, reputation and your character are in line, that uh, people can respect you, even if they're not particularly for you. Yeah, um, yeah. and I think that 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 for me is is super key here is of course they might disagree with you but they see enough in your character that at least they respect so it's like that 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 person i don't get along with them but you know what i've always respected them because they they hold their own and they're they've always been honest and they've always been trustworthy i think i think as well yeah sorry to jump in and susan i think sometimes as well that that could be seen as you could even be a threat to them so, so you, you know, sometimes inadvertently, um, you could also almost be seen as a threat as well. So you may be that good at what you do that, that actually someone feels threatened um, by, by your presence, you know. Um, and that, again, can be um, that piece whereby your brand could be affected because somebody might then, as you said about detractors, Susan, decide, actually, oh, I've heard this or I've, said, I've seen that um, because there's a threat and there's nothing actually fundamentally right about that threat um it can just be put out there and 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 circulated so again you know you do have to be aware of that and and also watch for perhaps sometimes how you approach certain certain people who may feel you know under that threat from yourself because you're there to do a, a good job maybe yeah oh, absolutely. Mm. so it's just sort of building on this then um i'm, I'm really interested in in your experiences um and and you know, some examples that people will listen to of how you've built up your own personal brands along the way, I suppose. So, so Rob, if you wouldn't mind kicking off that one. Yeah, no problem. I, I think um, I think for me, if I, I was to go back to working uh, very much in, in a corporate environment, um, I guess at the time, when I look back now, my my brand, rightly or wrong, wrongly at the time, maybe didn't quite fit with the ethos of the company I was working for. Um, I wasn't aware of that at the time. Um, I just did what I did in my way. Um, I still, you know, we still got results and people got results in many different ways, as we know that across the corporate world, okay? Um, but I, I think for me, one thing I, I very much stuck by, which again, maybe subconsciously, um, were my values. And I was, I was very much close to you know my people my teams understanding how they ticked I was very proud of what I delivered and and how I delivered it um and very much took stock not maybe perhaps so much from um uh KPIs uh, I took a huge amount of stock from what my people thought um and that for me was always my great big indicator I probably took the greatest amount of pride in seeing those um, uh, staff, staff morale questionnaires come back in as, as sometimes as contrived as they may be, um, sometimes come back in and, and get to see that your team were feeling good about working for you in your department with you. Um, mm-hmm. And that was the difference for me always was about, I felt trying to frame the people work with me and not for me. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and, and I guess I stuck very much to those morals um, and values for, my uh, for my whole career um and it wasn't probably until later on that I probably started to realize that actually it was very much about consistency for me um and being being consistent being a consistent presence being consistent in your decision making being being fair being honest you know and so on um but with a, a real sort of compassionate edge um so so to really be um 
versed in the, the the people skills of how people tick and how people operate for me was was huge in in my brand and and conversely uh, I guess that may have affected me uh, in my progress with that with that company but I, I would never look back and go actually you know I would do it differently because um, I know for a fact that I could go back and pick up and I have done many conversations with people and the feedback that like you, sometimes you feel uncomfortable with that is always really positive and there's always great conversations we have about stories and stuff we shared. So I guess for me, um, values plays a huge part and, and I would always achieve, um, but it may be in a different way. So my, my view is that, you know, your brand is your brand. Um, if you believe in it and it, um, it it's getting you the correct results, um, then stick with it the other piece of it around brand is if it's a um if you're getting feedback that is not perhaps the the correct feedback then learn and listen you know learn and listen about what people are, are providing for you because that feedback is massively important in how you i guess evolve your brand as well because brands change you know you see that just in terms of if you pulled up a a, a time scale of you know, a brand, for instance, and said how it looked in the 1950s to how it looks now just would be completely different. Um, you have to move with current times as well and and current thinking uh, and so on. But I think if you're seated, your values are seated there all the way along, then it gives you that, as I said, consistency as well. Yeah. And um, Susan, what, what what do you think? What, what sort of, how have you sort of dived into this world? So I suppose um, originally, before I had any concept of what a personal brand was, my personal brand came from from my results. You know, I was a project manager in the corporate world. I became known for being successful, for bit attention to detail, you know, quality uh, quality results. So I, I I wasn't the person that you gave something if you wanted it done quick and dirty. I was the one that you um, came to if you wanted it doing properly and that there's a, absolutely a place for both yeah. uh, but, but mine was in the do it properly um, camp and then um, as I, I got promoted and had to work in a much sort of higher higher level in terms of levels of politics and communication etc you know I was um, I suppose right at sea and some of that what had been positive previously was actually almost started to become a negative you know attention to detail and and that kind of thing so I had to really work hard um you know I had had a, a sentence that followed me around going Susan doesn't like uncertainty Susan doesn't deal well with uncertainty and I didn't even know what that meant when people started um, saying that to me I think I have some idea um what that is now and it's it's kind of related to the I want to do it properly um kind of thing and you know, I had to kind of choose that, OK, yes, it would be quite good to overcome some of that sentence. But actually, I don't want to become the person that just gets given all the uncertain stuff all the time. That's not my strength. That's uh, not not what I'm about. So there is a, a choice. It's back to something Rob said earlier. You can't be all things um, to all people. I think I had some support from a manager as well. And we we started to try and build my brand or continue to build my brand and and I 
became the one, the go-to person for, you know, if it was a bit difficult, if it was a bit technical and um, very much you know, built the relationship of being able to interact with the, with the technical people um, as well. So that, that kind of became my, my brand, if you like. And then in, very much in parallel to that, um, again, I'm not sure it's something I was actively doing to create a brand, but it was something that I truly believed in and therefore it came out naturally, was very much about learning to be the best people manager that I possibly could uh, and really trying to do the right things and, and develop my team, etc. And so, you know, I became known for being a really good line manager and people would seek me out for mentoring um, as well, which uh, again, you know, that's, 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 that's a result if that's what you're known for. And that's really what I wanted to be known for as well. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, isn't it? And for, for me, there's a there's a there's always a challenge, isn't there, between you know somebody that you send, particularly in projects, if if you have somebody that's got attention to detail, going to do things, you know, in inverted commas properly, um, then the, the the opposite of that is somebody that does things more quickly, but maybe doesn't have the eye for detail. So so there's a chance it could go wrong. Um, and I suppose the more senior you get, sometimes there's a challenge in that equation around, well, which one of these do we want? Do we want somebody that can manage 50 projects a year and, and maybe 20 of them are successful or somebody that's going to do 20 and they're all going to be successful? Mm -hmm. um, and and, and the, the expectation and the perception around both of those people, um, but it sounds like, Susan, you were you were strong enough to to handle that, but also work with others to, to, to build on, on what you already had? No, absolutely. And, and you know, I absolutely needed to learn to cope. Well, I used to go dive into new projects and sort of impose a bit of structure on them um, immediately. And they all used to, we used to get results quickly and it used to become a bit of a game, really. You know, you just um, um, make people feel a lot better by putting a lot of structure on them and then if it's the swan syndrome you then paddle very fast under the surface to uh, to make it work but what I find really interesting now as well is my my personal brand as a coach you know I, I get um, lots of feedback about how calm I am and how non-judgmental I am and I also naturally seem to be talking to maybe slightly more people with more technical jobs not necessarily deeply technical IT people but more specialist jobs if you like so there's that you know dealing with um, specialist roles coming in again but also the the calmness and has definitely come from um, dealing with projects all the time and uh, things going wrong all the time and having to apply that swan syndrome yeah. Um, to um, to well, you kind of seen it all before, really. So it's um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I I have to say I totally agree with what you're saying, Susan. I think as well the the interesting part is is knowing that if you've got someone who can also recognise the strength and the and the opportunities for other types of personalities, if you've got that brand and the ability. So Susan saying, look, you know, I, I'm I'm very good at at this detail and so on. For example but I recognise I need someone over there to do this element of the project. That will help me because their brand is this. And the person who is over here who can look after the team, their brand is that, and we need them as well. So having that person who can understand and recognise the, the the great value that others can bring as well is just you know phenomenal. And, and I think 
that's one thing that probably helped me a lot as a person, as a manager, as a coach now, as a, and so on, was that understanding that actually there are there are other personality types out there that can really sort of help um, oil the wheels in terms of, as you say, running projects, et cetera, uh, and getting things completed and over the line. You need different people for different aspects, simple as that. Yeah, definitely. And, with, and without putting words into your mouth both, um, it sounds very much like along the way, you've gone from an unconscious view of, of brand and what it means to a conscious view. Um, so, so just sort of joining that together then, if you were, as I'm sure you do, give advice to people starting out in their careers or looking to turn something around, um, where, you know, where would you start? How would you look to help somebody out to build their brand, either from scratch or, or even to repair it? Um, you know, Susan, what do you think? So somebody first needs to um, sort of probably reflect on um, what they already enjoy what they're and what they're already proud of you know mm-hmm. even somebody at the very beginning of their career will will definitely have beliefs and passions and experiences um, that um, with reflection they can probably start to pull out they also need to just you know get stuck in and do stuff and uh, and then you know reflect on, on what they what they learn from that um, there are various exercises that can be done. A personality profile um, can be really helpful. We're talking about different types of personality um, and that, you know, there's no right or wrong kind of personality, but it can be uh, really helpful to um, to understand. I suppose, again, I, under- I find I found personality profiles much more useful now than maybe I did at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but I think it's probably about how you are helped to interpret um, what it's saying um, so very much and then um, I then you know look to help people identify their stakeholders so who are the key people who um, can influence um, what is said about them can influence their career directions it might be the line manager it might be a, a key customer it might be the people that that work with them and then to actually um, look at those stakeholders and understand what they care about and that's that's really important um and so you're if you understand what they care about you can try and interact with them and show tell them your successes in a way that links to what they're what they care about so in context that's really important Um, and then i'd also very much recommend that people go and get feedback Um, so they identify these stakeholders identify what they care about, then position why they want feedback. Um, That usually, even if that person isn't somebody they get on with particularly well, if you position it correctly, will often get a really good response. Um, And also, um, so yes, and as an aside, you know, when asking for feedback, you need it specific. Um, So a recommendation is very much to ask, what should I continue doing? What should I start doing? And what should I stop doing? Because you'll yeah. get um, very much tangibles out there. And I know Rob mentioned about feedback uh, being really important. And often the themes of that feedback will, will give you some idea of how you are perceived, as well as giving the, the, the details that you can work on. Well, I think that's um, really good. And some good advice on, on feedback there as well, particularly on not always asking the people that you enjoy chatting with. Yeah. And that, that sort of diversity of the feedback 
can really get you those sort of golden nuggets of, of insight to, to to move you on. So that's a really good bit of advice there. Um, Rob, yeah. what, what about you then? Starting to talk to some of the some of the people that started the career, or indeed as part of your lads and dads um, charity, you know, some some of the lads that are becoming dads. Um, you know, what what how do you help them? Yeah, I get. I, I guess. Yeah, I, I really. Um, firstly, I really agree with what Susan said there. But the you know understanding that that profile and stuff is really important. Understanding what type of, of person um, you are either targeting, maybe as a as a, a, a colleague, a client, a customer, or whatever, um, and knowing who, who you're speaking to. Um, I notice a lot as well, also with um, perhaps some of the. The, the guys in the in the lads and dads um, uh, group that we run is that some of these guys are are they have a feeling of being perhaps mis misunderstood mistreated um, not listened to um, etc cetera, etc cetera. and they're very outward looking so very rare um, will they sit around you and say oh well you know I, I I did this and I said that and I wasn't quite right then and and I did this and and maybe I was having um, Perhaps too many too many beers every night, and maybe I was, you know, and 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 people don't very rarely will they say, "Oh, that was that was that was me." Really, they they very rarely look inwardly; they look externally, and they look to blame, you know. So so it's sometimes just about gently. How can you sort of slowly but surely um, introduce some some thought processes and theories, albeit very very, as you say, subconsciously whether it be going out for a walk with some other guys with a bit of a mix of, of people, um, inviting them to different activities, getting them along to do something that they don't normally do, maybe going to an allotment, right? And it sounds so dis, um, say disengaging from the point of what we're talking about here, but believe me, it isn't. I think a lot of the time it's a bit about understanding how then, if they're listening to what other people are saying and how they're handling themselves in their life and getting little bits of advice and, and so on, and those things are just filtering in, right? They're just filtering in very slowly. Suddenly you start to see that that change um, in, in those ways. Not all the time, but you will start to see change in some of those people. And, I mean, we've had people who've been in very much downward spirals in terms of, you know, living, social housing, financial issues, um, maybe drink issues, substance abuse, you know, and so on and so on. Um, relationship breakdowns and and they are now on the way back they, they've got themselves into full-time employment they, they're seeing their child in a more structured way they are more, you know and so on it isn't just about people who are going through those processes it's about everybody within the group but you know I, I guess um, that for me is a real testament to their own brand because suddenly now it's like actually that person's holding on a full-time job, that person's doing this, that person is now contributing maybe a bit more to society. They're doing stuff in their community. Um, the people start to go, oh, I trust that person. That person, I'd have along to help me. Mm. And, and I'd, I'd communicate with that person as before maybe they might not have. Um, maybe through, and this could be something as simple as the clothes you wear. It could be the fact that you're getting up and getting yourself washed and ready. The fact you're actually maybe getting yourself clean shaven, I can't say a lot with my beard, but you know, you know, these sort of things certainly for some of the guys at a real basic level about brand is also really important. Yeah. So, so not just about how you show up mentally, and as well, it's about physically, um, and it isn't about walking in with your your branded clothes on, but clean, tidy, you know, on time. These are all bits of brand as well. 
um, and and can be relied upon, then other things start to follow. And I go back to what I say about um, structure, routine, purpose. Um, it all adds into your personal brand as well, if you can sort of get that in place. And that can be really difficult when you've had a chaotic lifestyle as well. So there's lots of people who can benefit, I think, from looking at their brand as well as people in the corporate uh, world also. Yeah, some really good insight there, Rob. And I wonder, um, Susan, so, so there's loads of things I can take out of that, but one of them that really smacks me in the face is, is potentially the power of group coaching. So, so taking it from the one-to-one to a group environment where the group kind of does mini coaching of each other and you see a leader within the group that you can look up to that isn't the coach necessarily because it's somebody that was where you were a few weeks ago or a few months ago um what 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 do you think of the the idea of group coaching so um certainly i think it can be it can be really powerful i suppose it's then it's so how do you identify for yourself what sort of group you want to go into so you've you've, whoever's setting it up needs to have that reputation seems needs to have something that at the moment you think that you're lacking Hmm. um i think um obviously more likely to be virtual in uh, this day and age as well which is uh, sort of uh, interesting in in terms of the um the, the group dynamics but i think you know a lot of the things that are relatively generic that um that people have um the kind of everybody could do with learning i think they come out really powerfully and quickly um Mm. in a group coaching situation yeah no cool thank you um and we may well have touched on on this already um but i'm really interested in um you know where, where i've certainly found myself in a situation where i've made a mistake um in in a job and that mistake then follows me around either the whole time i'm in that company or even when i've left the company if i meet similar similar people or people that would have known people i either carry it around in my head that people will know me as ian the person that did that thing that once or 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 that just what just how i'm thinking but how do you how do you help turn that around mentally but also um you know if I'm within that company how do I how do I undo the damage I did to the brand either from a perception point of view or or a a real bit of damage um Rob what what do you think yeah it's it's a really um it's a really interesting point actually and I think a lot of the time um that can be um driven by ourselves maybe as well so we have this, um, what I term as mind talk, um, and a belief that people are thinking this stuff. I think sometimes having a, uh, a great coach um, to, to talk you through what I call the true, false, don't know process um, and get those things out and really, it's called a clearing process. And, and it would really help, I think, sometimes our individual to do some of that, to, to clear some of this stuff out. Because a lot of the time, what you end up doing is you sort of, the coach will help you through that and get that down on paper. And suddenly you go, right, okay, out of these, is this true, false, I don't know, is this true, false? And majority of the time, you might list 10 things and maybe one of them is true. And you suddenly realise, I've been telling myself an absolute load of nonsense. Um, 
and and really most of the people maybe in that in that business are worrying about other stuff as well mm. they, you're not you're not there every waking thought um and and however conversely or adversely to that what i would say is if you are in that place and how physically you might want to repair that um that maybe that damage a mistake etc is 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 facing into it i think i think really sort of you know, involving yourself may be difficult because sometimes the person above you might think, oh, I don't want them anywhere near it. Um, but maybe having those conversations, being brave, being bold, you know, having that moment of actually, you know, boss, I, I realise this thing goes well last time, but I'm really sort of focused and I'm, I'm really looking to, to get, uh, you know, try and help on this next project, whatever that may be. Um, and, and I'm really sort of understanding where things went wrong last time. Um, and I'm, I'm looking to, to get involved again and maybe in a support capacity, you know, until I can sort of get myself back on my feet and, and so on and, and find all cylinders. So there's lots of ways you can do that. But I think for me, always that bit about actually, you know, if you can go in it and, and have that approach to actually, I'm in this to do my best and, um, and, and, and really sort of, I guess, have that belief. Um, but again, finding that belief, I think comes from maybe probably having a great coach and someone to really support you with it. But, that's the easiest, the easiest thing is to say it. It's recognizing that because if you can, you end up in that place that that can be very, very difficult to see your way out. But you know, never be afraid. And, and what I say to people is, never be afraid to show your vulnerability because your vulnerability will then be your strength. So once you've shared that, the strength yeah. then comes because of the sport you might um, engage, and therefore you can move on. So you, you draw a line and you move forward. Cool. I, I wish I would have had somebody tell me that years ago. Actually, that would be really helpful. <laughs> me, me too. At the time, Ian, me too. Hey. There we go. There yeah. we go. And and Susan, what what do you think? What would um, how would you have helped me? So, um, really, I mean, you know, Rob's absolutely right. All of the stuff about uh, um, making sure that it's not showing you it's not as big a deal for other people as you think it is is mm-hmm. just absolutely critical um i think it's also um certainly if the thing had just happened it would be about um to sort of lessons learned what can you take from it what can you then demonstrate that you're doing differently um and and um almost having the script that when somebody brings it up and oh yes but this this and this came from it or whatever if that's possible yeah. and then it's about um you know replacing that um that memory with with new with new memories so it, it's go and make a success of of the next things but absolutely build it with i love the bit about the, the vulnerability and and um trying to open up and you know ask for the the, the help and the, and the opportunities and the support cool thanks susan and I, I can tell that that's a project management discipline coming through nice and strong there it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's still there it's still a passion isn't it it is <laughs> cool well well listen both um it's we've come to the end of the podcast today um really grateful again for your time so many you know smack in the face golden nuggets um from today's session um and and as we i think we all recognize if if we'd have had a podcast like this years ago that we could have listened to or people like you both that that we could have listened to that could have helped us then to consciously face into some of these things. I think we'd have we'd have learned a lot quicker. Um, you know, I, I don't very much if we'd have been in a different place because I'm a big believer in we are where we are because of you know 
the things that have happened. Um, but certainly um, for me personally, I think I think I would have had a lot less baggage um, and uh, less stress to manage. Certainly less grey hair, maybe even more hair. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. So thank you both. Um, and uh, to to our listeners, if you want to hear more from us, you can subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Music. And again, if, if you want to stay up to date with our other content, which we push out through LinkedIn, please follow us on there. And um, of course, Future Leaders is a mentoring organization. So if you're interested in either being a mentor or finding a mentor, then please go to futureleadersmentoring.com and tap the join us button. And we'll be more than happy to speak with you about that. So until next time, thank you for listening. And I, I know that you'd have taken a lot from today's chat. Um, so finally, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Susan. Thank you. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Susan.